0: I'm the type of person who believes in sleeping on decisions. Whenever I feel really overwhelmed with something, I just like tell myself to stop thinking about it and like we'll think about it tomorrow. And sometimes when people give you advice, you realize what you actually want. If they tell you something and you're like, absolutely not, it's like, oh, it's because I know what I want. <laughs>
1: This is Debbie, and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location-independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our 9 to 5. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to offbeatlife.com to subscribe. In this episode, I'm really excited to speak with Feli Day, who is a full-time virtual assistant and owner of Feli Day VA. She works with online entrepreneurs and coaches by taking over content creation and email marketing so they can focus on their zone of genius. Feli is passionate about remote work and travels the world while working from her laptop. Her main goal is to inspire others to live their dream life too. Listen on to find out how Feli is able to help entrepreneurs as a virtual assistant. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited to be with Feli. Hey Feli, how are you? I'm good, how are you this morning? (laughs) I am wonderful. So before we get to all of your amazing journey, can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? Okay, so my name is Feli. I'm from Vancouver,
0: Canada, and I now live in Puerto Escondido, Mexico, and I've been traveling off and on solo for about seven years, and I now
1: work full-time as
0: a virtual assistant.
1: Wow. Well, that's a big range, right? You started off living normally like most of us usually do with a nine to five coming from school. How did you end up transitioning from the everyday normal to now pretty much working remotely, living anywhere you want and being a virtual assistant?
0: I actually didn't do the schooling nine to five route. I did the hospitality, seasonal job, jump around trying to travel like work six months, travel six months type lifestyle. And then basically 2018, I like hit a brick wall of going back to Canada because my visa was up in Australia. And I was like, I'm done having to go back to Canada to earn money. And from there, I like started looking into working online. And summer 2019, I like officially started my virtual assistant business and made the transition pretty quickly from my part-time job to full-time VA.
1: I love the fact that you really started off off offbeat already. (laughs) You didn't want to do your nine-to-five where most people are kind of driven into, and you just started traveling right away. What made you actually start your own business? Why was virtual assistance the path that you decided to be in?
0: I would say a mix of... I'm really stubborn and (laughs) like doing things my own way. So like there's a lot of remote customer service jobs or like where you're an employee, but working remotely, but I really wanted to set my own hours and I have admin or I had before I had admin skills from working in hotels and I always love social media. So I had like a lot of knowledge around like Facebook and Instagram and when I was looking at things you can do online, like it seemed like a pretty good fit for me.
1: Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of different skills that you can actually take that you already have to be a virtual assistant. And there's a lot of misconception with that, right? Especially for somebody who doesn't know what this is all about. Can you tell them a little bit more about it and how anyone can really do this? Because there's so many misconceptions. Yeah,
0: definitely. I find like... I guess people hear virtual assistant and I usually say it's like an admin assistant, but remotely, but it's really not. A virtual assistant can do basically any job that comes with running a business. It just depends what that person wants to outsource. So like I've done transcription and data entry and email management, but also email marketing and setting up sales funnels and running social media and like, writing all of the content and blog posts as well. So depends what you feel like.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And what do you find are the most skills that people already have, existing skills that they have that they can really take with them to become a virtual assistant?
0: I mean, it depends on the person. Like for me, content writing came really easily because I always enjoyed writing in school. Obviously, there's a difference when it comes to copywriting and like SEO. But for regular Social media captions, like content writing is something that I find a lot of people can offer right away. And then email management or even like social media management, if you're just like someone who in, like engages on Instagram or responds to DMs for businesses, something that we all do for ourselves already. So it's pretty easy to offer for someone else.
1: <laughs> it's funny to think that these are already so many things that we do for ourselves that is easily transferable to remote working, especially as a virtual assistant. When you first started this, did you do anything to prepare for it? Did you take any courses that really helped you to go into it? I mean, I think a lot of us are mostly afraid of either we're not cut out for it, we don't have the skills and also where to even get the clients.
0: Yeah, I did actually take a course. I don't know if you know Taylor Lane. She runs Remote Like Me, but she has a course all about like finding and applying for remote work that's really comprehensive because it breaks down the different kinds of remote work you can be doing and then like how to do your research and do your follow-up and like write the application that will stand out. I read and downloaded a million freebies as well on like how to find your first client, like how do, I don't know, hashtags to grow your Instagram, because you always think like numbers are so important. (laughs) (laughs) So many little things here and there that then you just compile over time in your brain.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think we all fall into that same category Mm. of wanting to do everything, right? And wanting to prepare everything. But Information overload can also stop us from doing anything. So definitely the action and doing something is so important to do as well. Oh, 100%
0: action is the part that's going to make things happen, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if you didn't do that, you wouldn't be where you are right now and wouldn't be doing this remotely. So yeah, you got to do it, guys. (laughs) I know information and overloading yourself is easy to do, but taking action is even more crucial. Even if you don't have as much information, that's how you really learn.
0: Yeah, I agree. I feel like there's a lot of trial and error when you're starting out. Like you just have to try things and then you can figure out if you actually like it and want to keep doing it.
1: Now, when you were starting out and you finally took the steps to start applying and really figuring out what types of work was really working out for you, did you have a what now moment? Because you were still transitioning, you know, even though you do live an offbeat life, there are still a lot of changes that you were making with your life. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um,
0: I feel like I had two different what nows and one was more like my personal life and one was more business. When I started to gain clients, I hit a like what now of what happens once you you have your clients and you're booked out, like then what do you know? Like do you keep doing what you're doing? Do you scale to an agency? Do you become more niche and like raise your prices? And that was a big I would say like two months floating around being like, what, what am I doing? (laughs) Like what's coming next? But then I had another what now moment when I'd been living with a couple and they broke up. So my rent was going to double. And it was this, like, do I want to pay double the rent to live in this country that I don't even like in this? Like, yeah, my house was nice, but I didn't like living there or do I take this as the opportunity is and buy my one-way ticket?
1: (laughs) So when you have all of these questions running through your head, how do you decide what to do, especially when you are living in a different country, you don't know anybody, and there's just a lot of things that are unsure about what's happening?
0: I'm the type of person who believes in sleeping on decisions. Whenever I feel really overwhelmed with something i just like tell myself to stop thinking about it and like we'll think about it tomorrow do you know (laughs) but i also have a business coach who i run everything past and she's got pretty good advice and sometimes when people give you advice you realize what you actually want if they tell you something and you're like absolutely not it's like oh i know what i want
1: Well, you also don't want to make rash decisions. And I think when we're desperate or we're angry or uncomfortable, we do tend to make rash decisions. And like you said, sleeping on it, if you do have the time to do that, is always helpful because you get to clear your head of everything. You get to calm yourself down. And I think that always works because then you're not really level-headed when you're forced to make a decision at that moment, at that time. Yeah, I... I try
0: not to be impulsive, but I definitely have been in my life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you learn as you go. You know, you probably made enough mistakes in order to formulate what's right and wrong. And it's really interesting because when you're traveling and you're living in a new country, there's so many new decisions that you have to make daily. So you kind of get good at it, right? (laughs) I would like to think that
0: I've gotten good at making decisions.
1: <laughs> or I'm pretty happy with where I've ended up. Yeah. <laughs> or at least you adapt to changes a lot better than what you normally would be able to adapt to if you yes. are just staying in one place for the rest of your life. Um, for a lot of people actually that's good. For people like us, it's like, oh my gosh, I can't I can't do this. <laughs>
0: I I know. I, I like that's that's where I was when I had my second what now, right? I'd been I I was comfortable, but being comfortable is kind of uncomfortable for me. <laughs> I just, like, craved change.
1: And I think a lot of people will think about that and be like, oh, my gosh, I don't know how she does it. She's constantly changing. And then for people like you, Feli, you're like, I'm the total opposite. Every time I see something that's stagnant and there's no change, I go crazy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I like routine lifestyle is my worst nightmare. I
0: like everything (laughs) to be (laughs) different.
1: Right, so let's go back to when you were first starting and you were trying to look for clients. How did you actually land your first client and keep continuing to land them and made sure that you were doing a great job so that you continuously had income and business? I
0: got my first client from Craigslist. (laughs) And it's a bit random, but she, I don't know, she posted an ad in Craigslist and it was exactly what I was looking for. It was managing Facebook groups and email inboxes. So, yeah. But then from there, my second client had been a guest speaker in a group course that I had taken. And I think our energies just really vibed well. So then I was following her on social media. Maybe two months later, she posted that she was looking for a VA. And I emailed her like within the hour. And we basically got on a call and she's like, I am hiring you. I have calls with other people, but I'm hiring you. (laughs) And she referred me to her friend who referred me to her friends. And it's just been a lot of referrals now.
1: Yeah. I love the fact that you really went out there and looked for opportunities for yourself. And I think Mm -hmm. there's... Some of us who think that it just comes to you, you know, it takes a lot of hard work to be able to get that first client. And then after that, it just comes easier because you already did the work. And it's funny that you say Craigslist because I also love Craigslist. (laughs) (laughs) I have found jobs there. I've found my apartments there and they've all gone well. I know it has like a bad reputation, but and it still looks like it's when the Internet started. (laughs) But yeah, they never updated it. Yeah, but it works. You know, why? Why change something that works perfectly fine? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's very true, though. It's, this is, the platform is completely outdated, but it depends because I've lived in areas where no one uses Craigslist. But in Vancouver, it's quite popular.
1: Yeah, it's still extremely popular. It's so funny because we think that nobody uses it anymore. But if you go there every single day, there's still people putting jobs on there. So just go and see what happens. You never know. And there's a lot of different platforms now that are more popular, like Upwork and Fiverr and all those places. But I always find, I think Craigslist, because it's more local in your area that you could look into. I mean, you can find out more specifically if it's the right thing for you to do. And I also find better jobs there sometimes as well.
0: Yeah, I I honestly haven't really looked much since, like, my business took off, especially because I'm not in Vancouver anymore. But when I was there, there was actually a lot of jobs on it. You just have to type in, like, virtual or remote, and you can find things that they're looking for, like, not in-person employees.
1: Yeah. And I've found, you know, assistants as well over there. So you can find someone like Feli, who's extremely experienced, who are looking and really want to be employed on Craigslist as well. So aside from Craigslist, what would be your top platforms to go and look for work as a virtual assistant or as a remote worker? So
0: I've done a lot of networking through Instagram. I can't say I've like cracked the code on like finding the jobs, but I have seen, I mean, two of my clients came because they posted on their stories that they were looking or that they're feeling overwhelmed and I reached out. Um, But Facebook groups are really where I spend a decent amount of time just dropping my links and
1: networking again because people do
0: constantly post jobs in Facebook groups.
1: Do you have specific Facebook groups that you have found to be the most helpful for you? As a virtual assistant, there's Virtual Assistant Savvy's.
0: But then just as like online entrepreneurs, I really like Society Gal and the Social Bungalow. Both of those are really interactive and I find the people in the groups are there to help or some groups you can just tell people are there for themselves.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you first go in, you could already tell what kind of group it is. So it's very easy to decipher which ones would be right for you. Exactly. So, As someone who is constantly online, you often need resources to help you, whether with yourself or with your clients. What are some of the best resources that you have found to help your clients or yourself even to start a website to make your tasks easier? I would
0: say number one is definitely to have a project management system. I use Asana. I think all my clients also use Asana, which has been Great for me, um, but it's how I communicate with my team, and then how I communicate with all the clients that I work for. Also, having a email management system or marketing system, email management, marketing, marketing management. You know what I mean. <laughs> I've worked with so many at this point, but I've just switched to Flowdesk, and it's kind of beautiful
1: <laughs> compared to the rest of them. Yeah. I've also just transferred into Flowdesk as well, and they're pretty amazing. I love. I love that company and they're still in their very early stages. If you want to go to them, they have a really good deal for all of you. I know. So for me as a content creator as well, definitely Flowdesk has been a lot of help. And even now as we are in lockdown, one of the things that has been going through my head, and I know a lot of people too, is starting new blogs, starting new projects. And I have so much on my to-do list. and when I first started my business and even now the first thing on my mind is really trying to find the right name for my brand and I can't tell you how many names I have right now for new concepts that I have that's just over the wall. I used to think that having a cool name is the most important thing but then I realized that making it SEO friendly and the domain name being available is so much more crucial and that really helps with the amount of traffic that goes onto your site. That's why I'm really. excited to be sponsored by Hover.com. Hover is an easy and intuitive domain name register that's so easy to use. With Hover, you go to the site, search for your name, and then add to your cart. That's it, guys. No must, no fuss or annoying upsell. So if you want to make your life easy, allow Hover to help you build your brand online and get the perfect domain name ASAP because I'm pretty sure you're going to have a lot of competition right now. People want to start their own brands, their own website. So make sure to visit Hover.com slash The Offbeat Life to get 10% off all new purchases and for more details. So I don't know about you, Feli, but during this COVID craziness, it's been really so many ideas on my head about new things. And sometimes I really have to stop myself. But I do still buy the domain names just in case I decide to do it later on. <laughs> I love that, that you're like
0: ready or when your ideas take off because I feel like I just sit
1: on them. <laughs> the, you know, the funny thing is the first thing that I usually do is like I have that idea and then I always for some reason I, all the time, like the thing that pops up in my head, it's like, what's the name that I want to call it? And then I start writing it down and I always try to buy the domain names first because I'm like, they're usually not Ooh. that expensive and I'm like, maybe later on I can even sell yeah. them too. So I'm like, hey, you never know. <laughs>
0: I wish I was like that because I started like writing a course and then I kept saying I can't think of a name I can't think of a name and I kind of got attached to a name and then when I googled it to see if it was like claimed or came up as anything it's the name of a book and I'm like well now I don't want it but now I'm back with no name
1: well you also have to see like sometimes you can tweak the names a little bit and maybe have the words here and there and then also see if it's that's the thing like I always look to see if the domain name is not taken if it's not I'm like well it's fair game they didn't take it so it may
0: not be I'm like is it trademarked yeah. or is it just someone has called something this in the past because then exactly. I can still use it right like but I don't
1: like yeah I mean if it's not trademarked or copyrighted or whatever it's it's fair game it's all good
0: (laughs) I might need to go trademark it so they don't do it yeah absolutely
1: (laughs) it's so crazy because you don't think about that in the beginning and then you start realizing that there's so many different aspects in the business that oh my gosh it's it's nuts (laughs) Oh. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about where you're living now, because you really are stuck in this place, you know, per se, for at least mm-hmm. maybe a few more months. So what is it like? You're not in Canada. Where Can you tell us more where, where you're living and how has that been during this time?
0: I feel really spoiled where I'm living. And I was saying to a friend before, I like almost feel kind of guilty because I know so many people around the world are like, literally locked in their house but i am in the south of mexico in puerto escondido which is in oaxaca the state and it's like this small beach town that's super popular for surfers but like not a lot of people who haven't been to mexico have heard of it the town basically quarantined like things started shutting down my favorite nightclub shut down mid-march so like Bars and clubs shut down kind of mid-March, and then restaurants slowly, one by one, all transitioned to delivery, and hotels stopped accepting people, and the first week of April, they closed the beaches, so they closed down pretty quickly, considering that we still have no cases, and I know that the roads also have roadblocks on them. I mean, I know that people are also paying to get through the roadblocks, but for the most part, like there's no one coming in or out and we have no cases. So life hasn't changed a whole lot other than like, I can't go to the beach. I can't like restaurants come to you, you know, but I have like my small group of friends that we just still all hang out and go swimming in the pool at the hostel. And I live in an apartment across from the hostel. So I have my own space where I get to like, have my quiet time but still be social without going stir crazy (laughs) yeah it's definitely weird because I feel like my my COVID time is not at all the same as other people's yeah
1: well it's good to know that there are still certain areas that you can you know you can still live somewhat of a you know kind of normal i mean it's not as it used to be obviously but it's a small price to pay Uh, so you definitely chose the right area to do this when you are looking for areas to live in for you know maybe a longer period of time how do you decide to choose that place
0: you know, I was I I flew to Mexico because I wanted to go to Guatemala, which is a bit roundabout. <laughs> but <laughs> I really wanted to go and live in Antigua. There's just something about Guatemala, Antigua, Guatemala that's been like calling me for the last year. But I didn't want to go straight there. I wanted to backpack for a bit before like settling in. But I kept saying when friends were like, when are you going to be there? When are you going to be there? I want to come meet you. Like, let's make plans to do something or maybe go to Belize for a week or something. I kept saying, well, I'm going to be in Mexico beginning of February. I'll be in Guatemala by April, but I'm going to visit this town called Puerto Escondido and I might fall in love and I might not make it to Guatemala. And then (laughs) here I am. I got to Puerto by the second week here. I was like, I'm not leaving. (laughs) and then and then all the borders closed so I was like good thing I already wanted to stay because we're staying
1: (laughs) (laughs) so do you see yourself staying there even after COVID is happening or do you think you're gonna have itchy feet and start going somewhere else
0: I do want to keep traveling and I know like what is it September I think is when the rainy season starts here and that's never a fun time. I'd rather skip that. <laughs> so my visa is uh, good in Mexico until August. Hmm. So I would, I wouldn't be against staying in Mexico until August, but I also am like really would be really happy to be able to continue going down Central America like I'd intended.
1: Yeah. Well, there's still, but also one wanna- of Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So there's still so much more to see. So I'm pretty sure you're you're going to be able to do that hopefully sooner rather than later. And what about your business? Has it really been impacted at all? I mean, you know, a lot of people are working remotely now or they're forced to work remotely or they've lost their jobs now trying to find remote work. What about you? I mean, this is really what you have done anyways. Has it impacted (laughs) you? I had one client who
0: I think we're parting ways at the end of this month because I did the content writing for her. She was a virtual assistant, so I was her subcontractor. And the people that I did the content writing for, all of them were like brick and mortar stores. So they've all closed. So we were kind of like, like, she just doesn't have work for me anymore. But all of my other clients are online entrepreneurs i mean she was as well it's just it's just who she worked for all of them upped their hours (laughs) so my business if anything has grown because of this because like they all have more time now to focus on on their businesses because they i mean some of them had like part-time jobs or full-time jobs and so now they have all the time they want and they're growing
1: It's amazing how someone like you, Feli, is able to thrive during this time. And there's a lot of other remote workers out there who are thriving as well. So that's always great to know. And this is why this is amazing to me when people tell us that what we do is unsustainable and then look what happens. You know, it's actually more sustainable.
0: (laughs) I I get to set what I do and that's where it came out on top when all of this happened and no one had control over not being able to go to work anymore and, I don't know, just not being able to do half of the things that were a day-to-day normal. So, Yeah.
1: So let's fast forward to 40 to 50 years from now and you're looking <laughs> back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for?
0: Ooh. Uh- <laughs>
1: <laughs> what legacy
0: would I like to leave? Um, I guess I hope that people like look at me and see that you can live your life on your own terms and how you want to live it. I'm certainly doing that living in Mexico during a global pandemic, not speaking Spanish. <laughs> like, But it's, it's, yeah, you can be happy if you want to, Do you know, it's always like everything you need is within you. And I want people to like see that I lived my life to the fullest and they can
1: too. Yeah. And you're doing it even though we're in the midst of COVID. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm still living my life. I'm (laughs) quite happy. (laughs) So are you currently working on anything that is really exciting to you? Uh, Yeah, actually, I'm building a course. Uh, It's just going to be a mini course, a five-day email
0: mini course for new service providers and setting their mindset when
1: they're starting out. Perfect. Now, if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you?
0: Instagram would be the best. Uh, it's just Feli Day on Instagram or my website, which is also FeliDay.com.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much, Feli, for speaking with us. I really appreciate all of it. Yeah, thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Kelly. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where she shares how to learn attraction marketing to get clients to come to you. Hey listeners, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Lucky for you, I have created a new site that will help you learn how to launch, grow and monetize your own show. I offer one-on-one mentorship programs and I'm launching an ebook, How to Create a Profitable Podcast that can help you take your podcast from hobby to profitable business. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com to learn more. Again, that's howtocreatepodcast.com. See you there. Hey listeners, thank you for listening to this episode and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey, and I can't wait to hear how your location independent story will unfold.